to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have Marley Ortiz coming on our program. She is an amazing story, actually, because we recorded this again, like so many of the episodes we're now releasing during the summer. And she came on and talked about her journey from, at the time, she was working part-time as a lash artist and then also working also part-time at another job. And then the pressure to need to get a license because she wasn't licensed and want to get everything done right because she wants to make this as her career. And I know so many lash artists out there are not making a lot of money. I mean, every time I see polls and surveys about income, it's the majority of people are making actually under 30000 like $30,000, $40,000 a year. And I think because a lot of those people are part-time. Like, you're not fully vested yet in this. You're, you're, you're kind of got your feet in both worlds. Marley is just really open and transparent about her journey as she's kind of struggled and wanting to move more into the full-time position, some of her fears and her concerns, some of the things that she's going to work through or is working through it's a really good episode i think for those of you who are further down the pathway we'll look back and go yep i remember that that was me and for those of you who are maybe in the same shoes this is someone hopefully you can get inspiration from and say yep i'm going to do that i'm going to move forward i'm going to get into this i'm going to make this my full-time career so hopefully you'll find that all very encouraging marley's great we love her and got to meet her at LashCon. i think just for a second because <laughs> Lashcon, if you went, you saw me probably running around like crazy, taking care of 20 billion things, having very little time to hang out with people. Not going to be like that next year. I can't. I want to see you guys. want to hang out. want to get to see and know you guys a little better. And so that's one of my pledges for 2022 for Lashcon. But that said, let's get into a few announcements. Right now, we are working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And we have a bunch of stuff we're going to be announcing very soon. We have our webinars that we're going to be launching next year. We have seven of them. Our first one is going to be our allergy webinar that we've done already twice or three times, I think. We're going to launch it again in January. So if you've been waiting to learn everything you know about basically when it comes to allergies and how to deal with it, that is the one you want to get. And we will also be having other ones after that on many different topics. We're also going to be launching all of our classes for testing, retention, and styling course. We're going to be traveling around at least three or four times next year. Plus, we think we have a location here in L.A. So hopefully we'll have a place here locally. And you can come and you can learn how you can get four-week retention with your lashes. Promise you, there's nothing like this on the market. It will revolutionize the way you do lashes. Also, we will also be doing LashCon ticket sales in March. So if you want to get on the wait list or get on the list, we can get a discount code. Join our LashCast Insider. Just go to the Instagram page, click on the link there, link in the bio, and you can sign up today to become a LashCast Insider, and you'll get the first chance to buy tickets because already guys we've already sold more than half of our vip tickets which means those will sell out pretty much when we launch in march or april and you want to get on that list and find out before everyone else um let's see what else is going on i think that's oh one last thing we need sponsors for lashcon so if you're interested in becoming a sponsor just email me at paul at lashcastpodcast.com we have already Tons of, I think almost everyone's coming back from last year. And then I already have about 20, 30 other businesses reaching out to me for next year. So there is a limited amount of booth space. We're going to expand it. We're going to have hopefully 60, 65 spaces for sponsors and booths. So hopefully, if that's something you want to do, reach out to me and get on that list. So when we send that out soon, you can be part of LashCon in 2022 right here in Pasadena. Okay, guys, that's all I have for our announcements now. Let's sit down with Marlene, hear about kind of her journey that she's been on 
one coming going from being a part-time lash artist to a full-time artist. We are in the Lashcast Studios, and I'm here with my amazing wife. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Good morning. Good, Good to morning. see you. And today, we're excited to have Marley Ortiz on our show. She actually reached out to me and told me a really interesting story. It was really intriguing to me because she is one of these lash artists who is juggling two jobs. She is working part-time at one job and she's working part-time or maybe full-time at lashes, trying to balance the two. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so many lash artists I know. We got to get her on the show, talk about how she's been doing this, how she's working through it. So hopefully this will be encouragement to others. So anyhow, welcome to the show, Marley. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, us too. And um, in fact, when we, when we first got on the call here, it was like, we just did almost started right into the talk. Like we just skipped recording. We we're like, hey, let's just start talking. I know, about we things. should just push the button right away. <laughs> it was great stuff. So Marley, your situation, I think is quite normal. As I shared earlier, when we were just doing kind of like a pre-talk, so many lash artists are only making, you know, maybe twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. Because it's a part-time gig. Yeah. You know? It's a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. It starts off as a hobby. Yeah, they haven't made that leap to go full time, all in, you know, that this is all they're gonna do. This is the only way they're gonna make their money. They and might have another job or, you know, family that they're taking care of, different responsibilities. Yeah. So real quick, we're gonna go a little bit backwards first and talk about your past and then we'll work our way to now and some of the struggles and things you're trying to work through now, but really maybe you could share real quick before we do that. Like, where are you today as a lash artist and what are you doing? Are you, you know, I know you're not working full time, so maybe you can explain your current situation. So right now I am currently renting with uh, another lash artist. She also does brows, mainly brows. So it kind of balance each other's out. She and I both split the rent. She came with me when I was in a different salon and then we just ventured out on our own. So right now we're, we split the rent. It's not a lot, but there's a lot of parking. So we like that. And uh, we work on our own time. We have different schedules because she also works same company as I do. Just oh, really? in a different location. Okay. Oh, and so what, that makes it super convenient. And it, but you yeah. work for T-Mobile, right? It's in the cell world, right? So yeah. well, let's talk. Let's go back now to pre-lashing and what got you interested and what you got you into lashing. Like, you were, uh, you know, you just share a little bit about your background and what kind of got you into this industry. So I started with makeup first. After I had my son in 2014, I decided to take a makeup course because I've always been interested in it. When I, I started following Tamana for makeup, mm-hmm. uh, Tamana was friends with Cami. Cami knew you. And <laughs> yeah. Yes, her. I love her. And then Cami is the main reason why I got into lashing. I saw she did Tamana's lashes once. And I, I just started, I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued. I was like, wow, this is awesome. I'm like, I want to do this. And people can make more money off of this mm-hmm. than in makeup. And makeup lasts us one day and people will return for this. Yeah. So with that, that's what got me started. And then I started following other famous lash artists. And that got me more inspired. That's really cool. And I don't know if I heard of people getting into lashing um, through videos like watching online and all that most people go out and get lashes and are so blown away by it that they then dig a little deeper but you were more attracted to i guess the personalities and the people and what they were doing and the beauty and all that 
Well, from the makeup artist. Remember, I was a stay-at-home mom, so okay. I I used to do a lot of makeup because I was practicing and I was learning from Tamana. And I, I mean, everybody back then wanted to be a makeup artist. Now yeah. everybody wants to be a lash tag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was a time it felt like everything on YouTube was built for makeup artists. Like if you had a big channel, it was a good chance you were a makeup artist because that was blowing up all over the place. So for you, you got into lashes. How many years ago did you get certified and, and start doing lashes? Actually, it's all the date today. <laughs> October 1st uh-huh. uh, will be four years. All right. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So just a little under four years at this point. Yes. Almost there. So what, can you yeah. explain like what made you actually take a, a lash course and, and how that worked out? Well, when I saw Cammie, I, I wanted to take a course with her. and She was far away from me at the moment because I relocated in Lancaster when I was with my son's dad. When we separated, I started working 14 mobile, my first commission check. I took a course in Burbank because okay. I'm in Sun Valley. I'm yeah. actually near you guys. Not oh, that wow. Far. Yeah. 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 You're in our neighborhood. I did yeah, a course Valley. in Burbank and I really liked it. It's just during the separation, I took a little break, but my friends inspired me to keep going at it because they knew that I was interested in beauty. So I did a lot of free sets before I started charging. Good for you. I mean, that's how you have to do it. I mean, because, yeah. we, you know, after we finish that course, we're not that good, right? We need, we need to practice. Yeah. It's exciting, though. Mm-hmm. Like everything is, is a new set because I love to see the transition. Mm. For sure. Also, it's for us. I remember it was most exciting to see a client who had never had lashes before. And then when I mean, we had women crying, like they were so moved yeah. and so it just touched by the work that you guys do that it, they would just be like, oh my gosh. And, there, and when it first happened, I thought something bad had happened. I remember being like at the front desk yeah. going, oh shoot, someone's upset. Like, no, no, they're just really, really just happy. Tears of joy. Really happy. I had a, a client when I first started, I was doing house calls when I started at 65 for a whole set. Oh, wow. And it was a friend of a friend's mom's co-worker so I, I went to her house she had the same name as my mom I was like wow I was meant to do your lashes they have the same name as my mom uh, her story was she was going through a divorce mm-hmm. and she was throwing a party for her son so she wanted to get her lashes done and once I was done with her lashes she started crying she was like I feel so beautiful and that it touched me so much I still think about it to this day mm-hmm. oh, these she tipped me five dollars and I was like I'm never gonna forget these five dollars <laughs> it's so special I felt so blessed I'm like this is what I'm meant to do you know I'm meant yes. to change people's life yes that's a great story that I'll never forget yeah that's, a great that's really cool I remember actually initially when Tustin started doing this I wasn't that excited about it I was like oh it's lashes it's not he's like oh, whatever but once I feel I, like men are always like that yeah like, we're, we're negative <laughs> We're not supportive. No, I, I just think it was, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand yeah. what you guys did. And then I began to see over time, Tess would share story after story, not just putting lashes on women, but really loving and empowering and hearing these women and becoming their confidants and not just helping them feel beautiful on the outside, but feeling beautiful on the inside. And I think that was something mm-hmm. that for I went, wow, there's something to this. And it's really special. And then I remember meeting some nurses who transitioned to being lash artists, which, by the way, there's a lot of nurses who become estheticians and estheticians who become nurses. It happens all the time. It's a very transitory type of industries. But I just remember hearing yeah. these women going, I, yeah, I really love nursing because I'd help people. But, man, it was also really depressing. Uh, there's a lot of negative things going on. It's very sad at times. It's a lot of end of life. End of life stuff. But, man, when they found that they could still make women feel amazing and beautiful and, and empower them through beauty, 
they just like, it was no brainer. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. done. I'm moving on. Going to do the beauty thing. That's one of the best things about this, that you can change the way people feel mm-hmm. and the way your mood is in the room. To me, it's all about vibing with people. And I feel like if I get them excited about it in the beginning, especially when they, like, and you said people that never had lashes before, I'm like, oh, have you had lashes before? No. I'm like, well, let me tell you this. Like, you're going to love it because you're not kind of have to wear makeup. You told me up front, which I thought was interesting because I know a lot of lash artists don't, there's some that don't feel like they need to, they get certified, but they never get licensed. And that's something that we always want to encourage people because if you really want to be legal and you want to do things right, buy the book and also not have to look behind your back ever again. <laughs> it's it's like, freedom. It's, it's freedom. freedom. Get that license. Yeah. So Get the license. You obviously started out, you had told me up front that you had been licensed, but you were certified and all that, but you're currently, you just finished school. So maybe you can share what you're at right now because you finished school and you're looking to get, you know, get your license and all that. I definitely feel having your licenses, you don't have to look behind your back. I've yeah. heard stories of people working in other salons, they leave and then they throw people on them. And I didn't want any of that. I think that's what really helped me back. You asked me a question also in the email saying if I was um, branding myself, I, I really held myself back because I didn't have my license. Oh. When I did work in the other salon with commission, I did have a booking app. Because mm-hmm. um, I booked with them with Square, which I liked. It was so much easier. Now people just text me or message me. And I'm working on my Wix account, or else I'm going to do like a Gloss Genius. I, I heard of good things about that one. Mm-hmm. Just so I can have booking because it's going to be so much easier for me. Oh, completely. Yeah. What's interesting is you said you held yourself back because you were concerned about somebody like finding you. Well, and- it's like a, I think it's a six or $8,000 fine if you're unlicensed. And you're- I just heard stories of people that I know. I didn't want that to happen to me. And then a lot of people in this industry, they're, they don't want people to do better than them. Mm. They don't want you to be charging that much. Working at the salon that I was where I was in the commission stands, she really brought me from $65 to $150 to $200. So yeah. she helped me value myself as, as an artist. So now I don't charge less than that. Here and there, I'll do specials to reel people in. But then I, I don't do as much specials because I don't want to bring new clients that I don't know. That's right. Or have that lower price point expectation. But also it sounds like for you, you've been a little bit more cautious about moving forward and not getting too far out there promoting and making all this noise because your fear would be someone would get jealous, someone would report you, someone – because anyone, at least in California, I don't know about other states, you can go to the state board, type in the person's name, and you can find out immediately if they're licensed or not. It's it's not that hard. You can find out if they're licensed. You can find out if they have an establishment license and – yeah, and if they don't, then if someone's a jerk, basically, right, they can call and report you. And that's the, I guess that's what you always felt like that was holding you back. So obviously, it's one of the reasons why you probably were, I might be wrong on this, but I'm guessing why you had the part-time job still, because that's allowed you to kind of, that can be your stable job. You don't have to worry about pushing too hard, right, on the last side, right? That's exactly correct. That's why I'm thinking now that I got my diploma mm-hmm. and I'm in the process of getting my license that I can apply to other salons because we have a few other salons that are out here. I know there's Get Lashed Delay, another mm-hmm. girl. I think her name is Stacy. Yep. She has yeah, a brand out here. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. City. I like her a lot. Actually, yeah. I went and I met her a few times and she told me her story, how she started in her apartment. I was like, wow inspiring yeah i was like I, i'm trying to surround myself with those type of people that, i mean that's the reason why i got a ticket to the lash con oh yeah yeah yeah. it's all business wise like I, i've been reading books trying to get my head in the 
right mindset instead of being negative and think because I'm really good at supporting other people be like you can do it mm-hmm. but I always doubt myself so I'm like this time I'm gonna have to change my mindset I gotta block that yeah that's great well it's so easy oh, silencio Bruno <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Luca <laughs> no no <laughs> oh my god it's a Disney movie it's so cute <laughs> oh, is that which one was it again is that the Luca oh, oh Luca, Luca we haven't that, seen that yeah, one yet yeah I haven't seen it yet no I've seen everything okay, well, but look yeah watch when they say silencio Bruno okay it's like the back of your mind is talking yeah, and you're like, stop oh, it, silencio, silencio, uh, Bruno. Okay, yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really is. I used to be kind of poo-pooed the whole mindset thing. I like, just do it, and like, but then I realized that you know what? The way we think is how we ultimately act. And I think it's easy. It's yeah. much easier to support other people and say you're amazing. I totally believe in you. And da 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 da. Because there's no skin in the game for you. You're just being yeah. a good, nice person supporting other people. But when you say I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the one out in front. Now you could lose everything, right? You could literally mm-hmm. look like a fool. You could be bad at something when you thought you were good. You don't want to be that person that goes on, what's that um, TV show on Fox where they, not, not America's Got Talent, but the other one. American they, Idol. American Idol, where someone shows up yeah. and starts singing and you're, they're like, my family says I'm amazing. This is the day I've been dreaming of. And then they get on and they're like, they're horrible. Did No one told them <laughs> yeah. that they're horrible. Yeah. And then that realize they, it finally comes to mind. Like they finally realize it as they publicly make a fool of themselves. So I'm sure for a lot of people, that's kind of what they feel like with business. Oh, yeah, like, it's a big fear. Yeah. Now for you, right now you're working on, you're studying, you said, and you're going to be getting your license hopefully soon. So that will, finally you can put that monster to bed, right? You won't have to worry about that anymore. That was one of my biggest goals. Yeah, that was one of my biggest goals. And I was like, we're in a pandemic. If I can go to school, then let's do it. Yeah. What it is with myself is I try to give myself so many excuses of reasons not to do things. Mm. Um, I'm a mom. And I'm like, you know what? It's because of my mom I need to do this. Yeah, Yeah, it's a way you twisted it, right? Before it's like, my mom, I can't do it. But no, I'm mom, and now I have to do this because you need to provide, right? You need to take care of your family. You find a way. Yeah. Yeah. You find a way, yeah. Now... You're currently working two jobs. And like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, I think this is normal. I've literally seen four surveys over the last three years. And every survey, in fact, I've actually had some big name trainers reach out to me after they saw these surveys and said, these numbers have to be wrong. They can't be right. People can't be living off twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year. I'm like, well, first, I, we don't know really the context. I wish we did. But I think one of two things are happening. One, or maybe three things I'll say. One is that they are working part-time and they're just a mom and it's a side money. Like they have, maybe they have a husband or a Mm -hmm. partner, someone they're working with that helps pay the bulk of the bills, but they're just doing this as a side job so they can work five, six hours a day maybe and be home for their kids in the afternoon. And then there's the other people who are basically not good. (laughs) We'll say they just not very good. And so they can't build a clientele. They don't know how to market, they don't know how to sell. They don't know how to do lashes right. Maybe their customer service is bad. And then there's the third I think, which is where you find yourself is you're torn between two worlds. You're a mom, you have your kid, you have to take care of your child. At the same time, you love lashes and you're building your business. And but, you have another job. But you need that security, right? You, everyone, I think, craves, not yeah. everyone. There's some we, people, need security, we need security, you right? know? If, especially if you've got chil- children. Yeah, well, right now, yeah. my dad, he he's already in a state of wanting to retire. He's, mm. I mean, he's getting older, but... And I think about it, I'm like, what if I leave now? What if I leave next year? Mm. And I'm like, no, like, it's time. Because then 
I know it's not easy in the beginning. I might be slow in the beginning, and that's okay. I think I was just trying to retrain my mindset and be like, you know what? If I'm slow, then that means it's time for me to get expressive, maybe sell something. I've always been selling things my whole life. When I was in high school, I used to play sports. My parents never paid for anything. I used to sell chocolates to pay for my uniform. Uh-huh. I used to get sponsors to buy me my cleats. So I'm like, I can totally do this. Yeah. I, I'm, and I know if I know, I always make a way happen. Yeah. It's always scary in the beginning because I think about everybody else's happiness and I want to get their opinion first. I was really waiting for somebody to tell me like, no, don't do this. Mm-hmm. I have one sister that tells me, wait till you get your license. I have an assistant says, just do it. You know, mm-hmm. you've been, you've been doing it here in the, in the house when, when I had a spare room and I used to last year, my mom would, didn't believe in me. She's like, this is pointless. Like, right. And then she saw clients coming in and out. She's like, how much did you make? And I'm, she's like, wow, you're doing a good job. Well, the light bill is doing like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so now she, she's for it. She's like, just leave. You're not happy. You know, leave. You're already renting at a spot. Just work your hours. And then making time for my kid is, I think that's, he speaks a lot. He speaks up his mind. He's like, mom, you come home, you take me to school and then you go to work. You pick me up and then you go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then I come home when he's almost asleep. And I was like, oh, that broke, that broke yes. me. I was yeah. like, okay, I yeah. need to make time for you. Yeah. So for you right now, you're in this place where you're balancing two jobs. What's your time like? Are you working full time? I think it's part time with T-Mobile and yeah. part time lashing. And where, how do you balance that? So there's a few days. I have a few clients that are reoccurring, but there's a few days that I, I request off. I have mm-hmm. a lot of PTO, so I've been using my PTO. Yeah. Just so I can work full-time lashing, like maybe two or three days out the week when I'll be there all day, or I'll maybe take a client every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, what, my new manager that I have right now, because T-Mobile, dates, there's always changes coming right now. I mean, good changes. My manager is very, very supportive. I even told them, I want you to know that I started writing my resignation letter <laughs> and <laughs> but I take myself, it? Yeah. he was very supportive he was like the person that he's talking to she used to work for T-Mobile but she started doing nails and he told her just you know leave you know it's, it's gonna be a little bit to build up but you got it and she, she's doing well and I'm like I know I can do it I have so many supportive friends that will repost me if I have a special and I'm like hey can you repost me they'll do it and say with me like I support all of my friends that have a small business by the way I'm wearing Jules Dye <laughs> and then her sister makes jewelry. She's oh, putting gold. Oh, sweet. Yeah, cool. So I support my friends and I know they're going to support they're me. Support you. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So for you right now, trying to make this change, what do you feel like has been keeping you from doing it sooner? Is it purely just not having the license or has there been other things in the back of your mind that have been holding you back? Having the license was number one. The second was my dad wanting to quit because I want him to quit. I want him to be home. But then the other one is fear. <laughs> I fear of not having the clientele coming in in the beginning. And like I said, I had to tell myself, you know, it's not going to be easy in the beginning. Yeah. You might fail here and there, but it's okay. And the good thing is that I, I told myself, don't have expectations. I'm better to have a goal. And it's better to have a goal because I noticed, I mean, I have a notebook right here. I write all my goals mm-hmm. and I've been accomplishing them. So I start with small goals, how much yep. money I want to make within the week. And same with, with T-Mobile. Like we have a goal sometime of how much we need to be selling. And I'm like, okay, if I have a goal and I break it down, I can totally do this. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm like, okay, I need to do like three full sets to make this amount of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to pay my car bill, my phone bill. Oh, another thing is if I leave T-Mobile, I lose my discount. <laughs> so uh-huh. I was going to go up about 100. <laughs> and I, I mean, I pay for everybody in my family. And I mean, why not? And uh, my mom gave me life. I pay for my dad's. I pay for my godfather's, my son and my niece's tablet. 
And I have two phones, so personal and business. <laughs> there you go. Well, but also because I have one phone. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, Marley, how I know that you're going to be successful in this? Just from something you shared earlier, this has always been a part of your DNA. When you needed something for your team sports, you went out and hustled. You sold chocolates. You got sponsorship. I mean, what little kid does that to say, I want something, this is my goal, and I'm going to figure out a way to do it? You are already supporting your family. You're supporting your your son. You're supporting your mother and, and everybody else. You're going to figure it out. You've already got that in there. I mean, if you've been waiting to have somebody tell you, you know, you can do this. It's like, you already know that you can, but I want to tell you, I already know that you're going to be successful in it because this is already something that you've been doing since you were little. And I think there's, I don't remember which historical figure did this, but there was some famous general that when they would land on a, on a uh, island, they would burn what they burn call the, the, the ships, right? I don't remember who this is. Captain Greek Cook? Or, I don't remember where it came from, but it's some famous I general. It was and, Captain Cook. No, I don't think it was. Oh, maybe whoever. Maybe it was a famous pirate. I don't know. But anyhow, that said, that they would burn their ships. And the reason why they would burn their ships when they landed was so that they couldn't retreat. So they couldn't go back to the old life. They had to stay and fight and conquer where they're at. And I think that's where you're at, right? You've had that ship at port that you could always jump on and go home on. But I think you're at that point where you're ready to burn that ship and say, I'm not going back. I'm not going to go back yeah. to the safe anymore. I'm ready to make that jump, that leap into the difficult thing, which, by the way, once you do that, it forces everything. I mean, that's what we did last con. I was like, we're going to do this conference. I have no money and we're going to commit. We're just going to make it happen. You know, like this year, like th- over $300,000 we're committing to this thing, knowing that we're going to make that money back. And it's a gamble, right? We could totally fail and, you know, and it'd be a miss. I don't think we're going to. And right now ticket sales are good, but it's still, that's still a potential problem. And I think for you, that's kind of like where you're at, right? You're kind of like, okay, I can just fully commit. And I got these financial obligations as family members, everyone's depending on me, but I think you have what takes. So it's not like just throwing a dart and on a lark thinking, maybe I'll do this. I'll just dump everything and, and it'll all work out. No practice, no training. But no, you have yeah. a well-oiled machine in terms of doing this, like making your goals. You've written them out. You've broken it down. Like how many clients do I need to see to make what, it work? I like to jump into that because the goal thing is interesting because obviously – Sounds like T-Mobile does that. How did you translate into yourself? Did you just sit down and write a template down? Like, this is what I want to do. Timelines, deadlines. I have a a few. Yeah. Can you share them with us? I have a few down. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can find. It's because I script. I don't know if you heard of scripting. Mm. Meaning you write your manifestations out. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you write as if you already want it or you already have it. It gets you thinking in that that mindset. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I believe thinking it through and 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 how you're going to get there and and all that I think is obviously half the problem, right? Here's a few, and then I wrote like some of my expenses because okay, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I can't yeah. see. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, uh, she's showing right now. If we're in an audio, no one can see this, but she's showing us her book. She has that where she writes detailed. down all her stuff, and she is that looks like a budget and stuff right now. Yeah, and the top is the budget, and then the bottom is um, if I work five days, if I do five full classic sets, uh, you know, mm-hmm. one fifty each, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, seven fifty, and that's just one a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's already more than what I make because I'm part time at T-Mobile. Yeah. yeah. And without my commission, because I get my commission at the end of the month, I make more than that in a day sometimes. So I was like, okay, I could totally do this. T-Mobile also gives me a monthly expense for my my son. 
And I'm like, wow, that's wow. more than child support. Wow. <laughs> wow. But they really do take care of us. And they also offer a school. And so some part-time, I would have to pay half of it. Mm-hmm. If I was full-time, then I they would pay for my school. Um, but I'm like, okay, I can always go back to school later. And I know some people too, I don't know if you get health insurance. I know some people I've talked to don't want to leave their job because they do get health because benefits. Because of health insurance. Yeah, I've heard of that. No, I don't have insurance with them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did another template somewhere and I raised up my fill prices. So my full sets, I think my full sets are a little expensive for some people. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me get to this because this is this full sets if I do like yeah. four. I try to balance my days out with like four days or five days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but my fills, I raised them up about five to ten dollars. Uh, I started at sixty-five for classic, and now I'm charging eighty. Good. Uh, it's just the consistency of bringing people back. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I know I am pricey for some people, and I and I'm not upset about that. Um, charge no. your worth at Lash Anarchist Ali. I love her. She, yeah. I took her her layer slayer mm-hmm. course, and yeah, I, I am. And I like when she's on live, and um, I had a few conversations with her. Well, she was on Zoom too. Uh, we talked about it. I told her about my clients that I had, how I want to fire a client because she's always asking me for a discount. And she's like, you know what? Don't give out any more discounts. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, I she'll stopped fire giving out discounts. And <laughs> she actually did, but she came back because her oh, friend really? came. Her <laughs> friend pays full price. Her friend tips me. And my volume fills are now 100. And she pays me. She, I mean, here and there, she'll tip me here and there. But I mean, like, I don't feel bad about it because now she knows to respect me and my time. Yeah. yeah. She went somewhere else and it wasn't worth it to pay less. Yeah. Good for you. No, that's great. And I think that's something that a lot of what you're going through right now, you're sitting down breaking down the numbers. I think people do this, right? They get in their head and they start thinking, well, I can't do this or I can't do it. What you need to do is start thinking like, okay, this is all I need to do. Like you said, one new set a day isn't huge. Yeah. That's five people a day. And if you start and eventually that's not permanent, like you don't need to have five new people every week forever. You just need it for oh, a and short time. I need to get time. faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> will. But again, those a lot of those clients will become regulars, and eventually, you'll only be doing fills all day, which mm-hmm. you know, where's where Tuss is. Yeah, and I think I, you guys said that last time, right? That you're bringing in clientele, but your fills are what brings you in more of the income. Absolutely, the big money is in the fills. It's not in the new sets because every person's goal should be is to win people over. We always talk about retention. And mm-hmm. when I hear retention, to be honest, that I don't think of lash retention. I think of client, client retention. retention. That's where the money is. And for Tusney, her client retention is almost like 100% at this point. Her same people That's keep good. coming back every month. They don't leave. Maybe she'll lose a couple people a year because they move or job change or actually with COVID, everything changed. But we're getting back into normal things now. And she doesn't lose people. And that's kind of the mark of where you're at. Something we tell when you're starting out, you should track how many new clients you get and how many are returning. Let's say you have over yeah. the next three months, you have 50 new clients over the next three months. And you're like, wow, I have 50 new clients. Now, if you go back to your books and see all those 50 people and you see only five rebooked, that retention is 10%. That's not a good retention rate. That means that there's something not happening in the room that needs to happen to make them want to come back and book again. I can assure you the one thing it's not, it's not pricing. Mm -hmm. Pricing is not the issue. It is the fact that you haven't created the value or the connection. One, there's like two 
sides of the same coin here. One side's the value, right? You just mm -hmm. haven't given them enough reason to think, wow, this was really worth it. Look how amazing. It's a beautiful setup. I love the way she did the customer care. I love the way she connected with me, all that stuff. Then there's the actually customer service side where connection where you become, did they feel like you were listening to them? Did you really empathize with them? Were you really caring? It wasn't so much about the technical side, the lashing now. Now it was more about the connection with the person. And if those two yeah. things are good, you should be on a bad day out of 50 clients. You should at least be keeping 30 out of those 50. Because yeah. you can't, there's some clients come and go. They literally just are fly Vacation. by. They're just, they just do it for like the same event. Yeah. Uh, but I actually do have a client log from when I started in the last salon where I was doing commission. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the clients are still followed me. Mm -hmm. They followed me from the, uh, to the other salon that I went to. I actually stopped working at the other salon because of COVID. Uh, and then she, I knew she wanted me to quit my job at T-Mobile. She's like, just stay here. Yeah. You know, cause I was busting myself. Like I would, I'd be so tired. Yeah. I was the last one to leave. I work at T-Mobile in the morning and I would take clients after we close. I left the salon like at 12 or one o'clock in the morning before. Oh my and that's gosh. how committed I was. You're a keeper. Yeah, you're a keeper. <laughs> I'm so loyal. Yeah, yeah. Now, for you, what do you feel is going to be your biggest struggle once you move over in, let's just say, or actually, well, let's do two things. First, what's it going to take for you to quit your job at T-Mobile? I know you're right on the cusp. What's it going to take? Yeah. And then secondly, what's going to be your biggest struggle once you do? What do you feel like is getting clients in the door? Or is it about repeat clients, getting them to come back? marketing, sales, whatever, where do you feel like that you're going to be struggling with, I guess? With T-Mobile, I, I feel like I'm going to finish the month so I can have my two weeks at the end of, of, the, of the month. Wow. I, I feel like yeah. it's time. I'm, I'm Like you said, I'm already at my peak. I love the company. I feel like they did so much for me. A lot of my clients are also employees of my other coworkers, and it's really word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, my work speaks for itself, so it gets me excited. I do want to take more classes. I feel like I just for myself in general, when I start, I want to perfect my craft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to take more courses. I love volume. Those mm -hmm. are probably my favorite sets. I yeah. want to take more courses. I want to go and take one with uh, Jenny uh, Crafted Lashes, which mm -hmm. is Ali's friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to go over there. Uh, I know they're in Arizona. I'm going to make time because like I, I save money for my lash con ticket and I have a little budgeting for myself because when I leave, T-Mobile, I'm going to lose my discount. Yeah. Uh, so I know my bills are going to go up a little bit, yeah. which is okay. You're going to make more money. You're going to... Yeah, and I will. And, and I'm going to tell you how scared I was. I paid my car two months in advance. Oh, wow. <laughs> just in case something happens. And yeah. I have a little money saved on the side mm -hmm. account that I've been helping my mom pay her bills and, you know, just doing little things. I've been overpaying my bills in advance. Like, okay, can I pay for rent for next month right now? Oh, just to be good. safe. Yeah, yeah. Because what if I fall back on a month? You're yeah. going to be just fine. Oh, my goodness. You've got... You're planning ahead. You've already got the skills. You've already got them, and you're continuing to plan to improve on that. I think it's time. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that you came to that conclusion yourself, but I think that... I just want to encourage you. I think you're going to... Yeah. You're, you're going to make it. Good. Yeah. Now, what's going to be... Now that... I guess let's get into the second question. What do you think is going to be the most difficult thing? Once you get started, is it going to be finding clients? Is it going to get them in your door? Is it going to be, you know, getting them rebooked a second time? What do you feel like is going to be your biggest struggle? Obviously booking. If I had, well, I need to make more time for this because I, mm -hmm. I need to set up my website. I already started it. Yeah. I just don't have a computer, but I try to use my son's tablet or 
one of my phones because I, I use Wix right now. But I need to, when I had Square, it was easier because I was able to block my time. And yeah. w- with Wix, it's a little bit harder. So I'm like, why don't I just do something that I just pay monthly? Mm-hmm. Probably be a lot easier. And they can put their information, like their email, their texting, their phone, so I can send them a text message. Remember mm-hmm. that they have an, an appointment with me. To me, that was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that lashing, I mean, it's so it's super exciting, but I think it's just, getting clients that will pay my price Mm -hmm. because I am word of mouth. People do ask me like, Oh, how much do you charge? I'm like, Oh, I charge this much. And I'll do lashes for like some influencers, not so much, but I -hmm. I don't really like to like trade work because it it makes me feel devalued. I remember, I think um, Ali was talking about it too. I mean, here and there, yeah, it's okay. We're going to trade work, but I was like, it's, it's not that much of a experience for me because like i'm giving you my work and but you're not paying my my phone bill no <laughs> and, and like and, i need a few to my kids too and influencers or micro influencers which is what most people are looking at unless you have a really strong strategy it doesn't work very well there's very few people that i know who've really been able to utilize influencers in a way that actually translate into new clients it generally means you're just giving free lashes to someone online the post on their story is like hey i'm here i am at blah, 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 getting my lashes done and then you wait for a discount code that they give out and the calls don't come and they tend to hop around to get oh no they just you utilize know, that the, their, to, their star power cachet it's, and it's easier than yeah. ever now to build an instagram account there's a movie called fake famous that really shows you i think why influencers are really possibly a lot of them are worthless and because you can buy your followers you can build a following and this movie shows how a couple of people did it really successfully and didn't, don't really have anything to offer they just build it there's basically buying the followers building these big instagram pages and then all of a sudden the, the money and the offers come and uh, the surprising outside. thing was that uh instagram rewarded them yeah instagram we always thought instagram was against this like they were going to stop it they have these filters or way of knowing that you're buying and it's fake nope instagram actually likes it because they say i think publicly they don't say like it but privately they just allow it because it helps to build the brand it helps people to stay more engaged it helps them people to do stuff make money on instagram which makes instagram money so anyhow that all said influencers is a really tough way to go but i think the referral thing is the number way to go and you utilize the people that you're our ideal clients the people that are already excited about you I was thinking maybe you could share with her the tip, um, the golden ticket. Yeah, I don't know if you heard. We talked about the golden ticket. The golden ticket might be great for you, Marley. Yeah, I think the golden ticket would work great for you because you don't give it to every client because you may you have a couple of clients like, oh, these are my cheap clients that always want discounts. No, that's not your goal, ideal client. That's not the ones you want to reward. But for the ones that are like, oh, my gosh, these people love me and they think I'm amazing and they always are talking about me and I just need to get more people like them because like people hang out with other people so what you do is you you print you can make them yourself if you want you can go, go to a or printer. vistaprint just go to vistaprint and, and make it and you get like a certificate and you kind of make it fancy and you've got little spots to put like the number in and well it's a golden ticket it yeah. literally is a golden ticket and it says you know a hundred dollars off or 50 percent off okay but it's special lashes. so here's the thing when you give it to your friend or you give it to your client you say this is really special jen because when you give this to your friend to try lashes for the first time, they're going to get $100 off, but it also has value for you. When they redeem it, 
you get $50 credit. Yeah. So they're going to be very motivated to give it to the people that they know are going to use it. So it's a gift certificate for them, but they also get credit. But you only give them two or three. I'd say give them them three. I would say give them three and you need to make it really look cool. It can't just be a piece of paper that you wrote with crayon. It has to look like it's got value to it. You could literally write golden ticket on it because we are referring to Willy Wonka here. It's kind of a fun way to do it. pay a tribute to Willy Wonka, but it says like on it, make it gold. And then there's a place for the client to write their name to invite the other. They have to write their name on it because if they don't write their name on it, then you won't know who referred them. And what I mean, the person who writes the name is the person who you give it to. So here are three tickets. You put them in an envelope and we didn't seal them. But you could give them a little stamp to seal it too, so it's like official. Oh, that's cute. And then, yeah, I like that. And then you you say, please write your name on these three of these um, and gift only cards give them or, to the people that you know that are going to use them, and, and they will. And you make sure you know I'm not giving this to everyone. I'm giving this to my favorite clients. Now you could literally yeah. all your clients could be your favorites, by the way. But let's just say <laughs> there are a few that aren't. They those are the ones that you know that no, I don't want her friends because they'll be asking me for discounts too, and forget it. I want my best clients. And you give that out and you pass out like a hundred of those, hundred of those, hopefully maybe 30, 40 of those will get redeemed. And now you may be I like love that. thinking, oh my gosh, but what if they all get redeemed? Then you got a hundred new clients. What? That's great. Exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking about doing a special, but you know what? I like this so much better. I also did a little thing for my, my reoccurring clients that had been with me since the beginning. I actually started making little gift baskets oh. and they have obviously little spoolies. I'm going to buy some lash washes because I ran out. I'm putting like little lip, the little mask. Yeah. I'm putting in the Starbucks gift card and I want to buy little candles just to make it cute. But it's also like a thank you. Yes. And I feel like they're going to be more, more appreciative of it because I did raise my prices on them too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing you can do just to, uh, to create a little bit more ancillary income is just start adding a couple services to your menu. For example, like you can just even do that lip mask while the client is in the chair. You add on $5 and they don't talk. <laughs> and you true. put that mask on or you could do something else. You can do one on the whole face, you know, gloves, that kind of stuff. It's an add-on. It's additional $10 or whatever. And it's just a bonus. Yeah. And it doesn't take any more time. Extra money, yeah. It's just little ways to make some extra money and adding to your total. So So the first time you give it away, you say, this is a special treat I'm giving to you because you're so special, but this is a new menu item. And the next time they come in, you know, at the end, when you take that mask off their hand, you give them a tiny little massage, that kind of thing. They love it. And then when they come in again, would you like to add on the hand mask today? And, Mm, you know. I love that. Yeah. I think I heard Liv Bay talk about the mask, her husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They were talking mm-hmm. at a podcast. I also heard the podcast of YouTube together. That was a good yeah. one. <laughs> like, yeah. Slap that thing on there. I think I, I follow everybody. That's no, good. Um, and then, by the way. I started I'm... adding waxing. Oh, good. I added, yeah. So I did one yesterday. I did a full, uh, well, full set, but I did give her a discount. Instead of you book with TV these days, I'll give you $50 off. Mm-hmm. And then I gave her a discount on the on the brow. I charged her ten bucks for it. Yeah, okay. and then what you should also do is like just add a couple of brow pencils or powders. Have those on hand. You use one as a tester to to fill them out. And when they're finished, they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you just add it to their their pile when you're checking products out. Would you sell. like to get this today? I mean, that's like another way to really make some money early. If you don't sell products, then you really should find just a few that you could sell. One, obviously, mm-hmm. a lash wash. 
would be the first thing to get. But then some makeup, we saw a lot of makeup. Like yeah. You should get an, a mascara that works for lashes. You should also get a brow. Well, not for volume, but for Not for volume, classic. but classic. Even a highlighter, because a highlighter can work on all different colors of skin. For the holidays, you want to think about maybe getting some candles. Last-minute gifts. You can go to your wholesale market and get... Once we, we bought a bunch of scarves, and we got them on discount... We got them like $2 a piece, these scarves, and we just re-rolled them with ribbon so they looked really nice, and we sold them for $10. And they, we bought them, we bought them for them like a dollar, I think it was. Yeah, and they were $2 a piece. <laughs> yeah, $2. You can do that kind of stuff too. And with our salon, we did, during the holidays, twenty dollars to $30,000 in retail. And that's just retail. That's just wow. retail. Ten to 15000 of that was profit that we were yeah. able to keep. So obviously a single, that was with 13 lash artists. So that's a bit different. But as a single person, what if you sold $1,000 a month and you made $500 extra just from, you know, because you know, you'd buy it for 500 bucks, you sell for 1000 you made $500 profit. Yeah. So for someone like you, you could easily pad your numbers a little bit and your clients will love you for it because they like they like services. They like products. They think you're the professional. You should they be offering things. They love going around and getting little tchotchkes and stuff like that. Yeah. Seeing you as their treat. Yeah. And so they're kind of in the mood to treat themselves. And if you put a brow powder on them or a pencil and they look better, they're going to get it. Yeah. I do a lashless and brow laminations also. And when I first started doing brow laminations, this is still when I was doing house calls because we were in a pandemic mm-hmm. and I didn't work at the other salon that I was at currently. And I was just often like, hey, like, um, I just want to do a, a lamination free. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I, I had a few people hooked on it. They liked it. Damn. And I mean, with that, they, when I opened up and I was back at a salon, they got the full set and they got the brow lamination. Um, sometimes they'll get the tint. So I was like, wow, I just made like $400 off of one person. Yep. Yes, you did. And you also increased the odds of them coming back to continue to get those services. You've got it. You're born for this. You're serving other people. You're making them feel good. You're taking care of yourself. You got it. And I know that you said that customer service is something that you're passionate about, which I think if you're not in this industry and you're passionate about customer service, don't go into lashes. Don't do it. (laughs) I love when I have uh, clients that would message me back. I had a client that I would get so excited to see because she would always hype me up. She would always send me messages. She goes, mm. you make people feel good after Aww. our last show was done. I was like, oh, that's like the best compliment ever. ever. That's huge. And that's unsolicited. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you're doing something special. And I think, you know, your decision to make this move is a smart one. And I know cut to LashCon when we see you in the fall. Um, I can't wait to hear your success story. I mean, there'll be bumps, right? There's going to be There's bruises. There's always going to be bumps. But you will be better off now doing this. And also, I think what's going to be beautiful is that you will be home more for your, your child. I mean, because yeah. you can set your own schedule now. You don't have to worry about someone else telling you, like, you need to be here at 6 and work till 9 or 10, whatever it was that you were doing. So I think that's really cool. Thank you. I was going to tell you guys before we head off. Yeah. Well, I don't say it's a nonprofit because it kind of costs money to do that. Hmm. But I started uh, making lunches with my friends that I work with. And I'm like, and just, we help you the community. Uh And I actually did a last raffle and I was telling everybody, you know, if you want to purchase a raffle, it's $20. All this money is going to go to buy food to donate. And it actually went really well. I got a few people like into my page from other people reposting it. Mm -hmm. And like, wow, this is good exposure too. I'm just doing something to benefit them. It's also helping me. How creative. 
That yeah, is really that smart. That is really smart. And then it gets people excited about giving, which, you know, yeah. being and, part of this and charity. And it's all for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. That's super. That's, that's, I love that because I think a lot of people don't realize that by you giving back to your own community, you are giving to yourself. You are going to You're see getting those partners. All those people that you have invested in and did something nice for are like, yeah, we want to see you succeed. People will come mm-hmm. to you just because they saw your generosity and your kindness and well, at least check out why, why are you so nice? <laughs> so that's very It has cool. been a pleasure chatting with you. We definitely need to do this again and, and touch yeah, base and sure. see how we'll you're doing. Definitely check in at LashCon for sure. And Oh, I'm so excited. And I'll go visit you guys. Yeah. Yes! I know you're in our backyard. It's so cool. I know. We're not we're like maybe 20 minutes away from each other. We should have had you come into really? our place and record you live. Yeah, but that said, where can people find you? Hopefully people will come and follow your page and support you and cheer you on. Where can they uh, find you on Instagram? I am Marley underscore glam. All right. Okay. Um, Thank you. Very cool. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Marley. It's been a pleasure, and we wish you the best of success. And please reach out to us, especially during this oh, time yeah. transition. You need support, need anything. Word uh, of encouragement. We're here, we're here. To help out with ideas. And, uh, you. you know, we will eventually. We want you to succeed, yeah, sweetie pie. Succeed. By the way, everybody listening, all these Lash people, Lash Anarchists, Get Lash Delay, who else? Uh, Gladla, everybody. Everybody is very supportive. So yeah. there's room for everybody at the top. Yep. Oh, there is. And I, I love that we can all help each other out. And I'm glad that you guys respond to me. I know Ali always responds to me. Crafted Lashes always responds to me. And I think it's it's it gets me more excited because you guys want us to do better also for mm-hmm. ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there, the industry's really grown up in these last like four or five years. There, there was a time it was a lot more catty. And there, there's still some of that. But at the same time, there's, I mean, Ali for us is just like we – connect more with Ali I, I think, love her. she literally is she's amazing and she's so much generous fun. she's so generous she's kind she cares she cares and yeah we can't say enough good things about it. and, and I everyone can't wait else to meet her. yeah yeah well you will she'll be at LashCon I will and uh if you come all three days or I don't know if, if you're coming to day one I got the VIP package okay Yay! good so you got all three yeah. days and you get to hey. hang out with party with Ali on it's Monday night fun. and all that so it's gonna be awesome so hey I'll, thanks so much and we'll I'm sure we'll be seeing you in November yeah thank that's it guys that's a wrap that's all we have for you thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out with us i want to ask you to please follow us on instagram at lashcast podcast and at the lash conference otherwise known as LashCon. and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of my last puppy Tuscany, as well as our special guest kayla i want to thank you for taking some time to listen keep on lashing and remember you have a friend in the lash industry 